Hello and welcome to the Sex Within Marriage podcast. My name is JD and I blog over at uncoveringintimacy.com. And last month, someone emailed me telling me just how amazing they were doing after going through our sex exploration list. Uh, I posted some of their testimonial on social media with permission and you may have seen it. Uh, if you didn't, you can check out the blog post. Uh, I stuck a picture of it there as well. Uh, during their email though, they also asked some other questions that I wanted to pick up here. Uh, and here's the continuation of that testimonial. So they write, but as we chuckled about our nine consecutive days of sex, we both paused. We're 42 and 43 years young. Having another child is not something that we feel God is prompting us to do. We very clearly feel his timing, felt his timing for all four kids. We do not feel any direction that way right now. And so the V word crossed our lips at the same time, vasectomy. And I'm not sure what to do. Natural family planning is hard when we are keeping each other aroused daily. Your post about your surgery is five years old. Any updates, additional thoughts, additional things to research? Is there a certain technique that we should look into? Stitches versus something else that I read about briefly. Dare I ask, has it affected your faith? We are Southern Baptist raised and raising our kiddos Baptist slash non-denominational. In other words, denomination is not a factor in this decision. But there are so many opinions out there, I'm at a loss. I know that is what they are, just opinions. At this point, if I spent time in prayer and God brings me to peace, I'm going to trust God to give my husband the same peace. If not, we will go another route. As a wife, even if we are both pro-vasectomy, I just don't know how our relationship would handle the guilt if something did go wrong. All right, so... Yeah, there's this old joke that goes, you know, what do you call people who practice natural family planning? And the answer is parents. Uh, frankly, that's how we became a family of five kids. So today I'm going to share an update uh, about what um, our marriage is like post-vasectomy and our choices and kind of the process. So I thought maybe I should start with why we decided to get a vasectomy as a recap. I got my vasectomy done when I was 34 years old. Simply put, Christina, my wife, uh, was done having kids. She just had her fifth in February and found that uh, having kids was getting significantly harder with each one as she got older. Uh, the pregnancy was more difficult, birthing was more difficult, and the recovery was longer and harder. And well, there are also a lot of other kids to take care of already. As well, we simply felt complete as a family. After our fourth, we weren't quite sure if we were done. As a result, we did nothing about birth control other than kind of fam natural family planning, and that resulted in a fifth. But when he was born, we knew. It just felt complete. Now, maybe that was God signaling his will. Maybe it was just us being tired. I have no idea. I tend to lead towards God taking more of a permissive approach than a prescriptive approach in our lives anyways. So for us, it didn't matter so much which it was. And don't get me wrong, there are times when I certainly feel God telling me to do something in particular or not do something. But the vast majority of the time, I think he cares more about where my heart is than where my hands and feet are if that makes any sense. But either way, we felt content with the decision to stop having kids. So Christina asked if I was willing to get a vasectomy. And honestly, I didn't like the idea at first. And the biggest thing that scared me was the same that worries you. What if something goes wrong? We've worked hard to improve our marriage and our sex life. Things were good, like really good. Uh, we've had the experience of the couple above and while it's cooled off a bit over the years, you know, we're not having nine consecutive day runs anymore usually, uh, but four is still fairly common. Uh, things are still amazing and getting better in many regards. So 
what if something went wrong? What if I couldn't get erections anymore? What if it tanked my sex drive? What if sex hurts every time? I looked around, read about people's outcomes of vasectomies, and yeah, some of them are scary. Plus, well, it's my penis. And the idea of having some guy cutting into it and burning a part of it was just, well, ugh. In addition to all this, you know, my mother had a tubal ligation when I was a kid, and I grew up with her saying time and time again, probably when my siblings asked about having more babies, but I don't remember the context, only the speech, uh, that she got it done because after a certain age, it was difficult for women to have kids. But if she died and my father remarried, she wanted him to be able to have children with his new wife if he wanted to. And when you get told that over and over again, I don't know why it came up so often, uh, during your formative years, well, you just sort of get the idea burned into you that it's the wife that should get the permanent measures done. And I'm not saying that's the right idea. I'm just saying that was the idea that was in my head. And lastly, I'd be lying if there isn't a bit of me that kind of thought, well, will I still be a man if I can't potentially have kids? I think deep down, most men don't really know what it means to be a man. And so we're always wondering that, you know, am I a real man? And anything that casts doubt and increases that insecurity is very uncomfortable. So in order to kind of process through all these, uh, first I, I did more research and I found that the chances of something going wrong are extremely small. Uh, the highest risk other than simply a failure to sterilize you is that of chronic pain, which seems to happen in about one to 2% of people. Uh, and most people said that usually went away after a while. So there seemed to be little risk. Now, compared to that to a tubal ligation, which requires surgery, general anesthetic, and a lot more potential for complications, and that, that pretty much sealed it for me between the two of them. You know, it made more sense to get a vasectomy than for Christina to get a tubal ligation. Now, if she was already having a C-section, that might have changed, but we didn't need a C-section for the last birth, so that wasn't on the table, and we weren't going to purposefully get one if we didn't need to. Now, in my pre-vasectomy post comment section, someone argued that tubal ligations have a lower chance of having a complication that ruins sex, and I countered saying that they also have a higher chance of complication ending in death, uh, which would effectively end your sex life with them as well. Uh, and lastly, the biggest thing that helped me was my wife saying that even if something went wrong and we couldn't have intercourse again, we'd still find ways to have sexual activity. Uh now, as for the method, uh, you know, stitches versus other methods, I purposefully found one that did a no scalpel vasectomy. Uh, it was a bit further from my house than some other places. Uh, like we have ones just down the road here where I live. Uh, but I traveled, I think about half an hour, maybe 45 minutes to go find a place that did the specific kind. Um, and they said I would have no trouble driving myself home afterwards, which sounded good. Uh, as for how it works, I'm going to blatantly steal from their website, as I don't think I could say it any better. Uh, with a no-scalpel vasectomy, only one small opening is made by means of a puncture at the midline of the scrotum and spreading the skin open. Each vas is carefully lifted out, one at a time, and blocked. At the end of the procedure, they are allowed to slip back into the scrotum where they naturally lie, and the opening is, recover is covered in ointment and a piece of gauze. No stitches are required. Once the vase has been reached, it is blocked by one of several ways with either procedure, which is why the success 
rate is the same. Uh, the big difference is how the entry into the scrotum itself is made. With no scalpel vasectomy, there is much less trauma to the scrotum. This shortens the healing time and significantly reduces the risk of complications. And I, I link to their website so you can actually go see the place that I went to. Now, they don't mention it in that post, but the method that they used in my case to seal the vas was cauterization. Uh, but I felt no pain, uh, no discomfort during the procedure. A slight scent of burning during it is a little weird, um, but that's it's just odd. Anyways, doctor was nice. He talked through the whole procedure to distract me, and all in all, no complaints. There was no scar, no large incision to heal. Everything was done through what basically amounted to a pinhole. After the procedure, I honestly don't remember how long, uh, maybe a month or six weeks, I had to do a sperm count test to ensure it was successful, and it was. Uh, we didn't bother doing a test prior to the vasectomy. Some do, um, because, well, we had five kids without trying, so we're pretty sure everything was at least normal there, if not better than average. Uh, people in our church would joke that if I even looked at Christina, she'd be pregnant again. I mean, like, we were like clockwork every two years for nearly a decade, except for the last one, which is was three years behind the previous. Uh, the middle three were even all born in the same month. Uh, like we had, we had this down to a science. Now, some people had questions about, you know, quote unquote, gathering a sample. And I wrote a post about that called, uh, is masturbation okay for medical reasons? And if you want to check that out, um, you can, uh, I'll put a link in the show notes, but the answer is that we basically engaged in some mutual masturbation and just made sure it went into a cup in, rather than anywhere else. All right. Um, recovery and complications. I think there was a question there. Uh, the recovery wasn't so bad. Uh, in TV shows and movies, you see guys like lying on the couch for days with an ice pack between their legs. Uh, it wasn't that bad for me. I bought the ice pack and everything in preparation for it, but I never really needed it. Uh, I went for a run a couple weeks later, which was honestly probably a mistake and made me quite a bit sore, uh, but it was doable. I probably should have waited a little bit longer, but I wasn't laid up in uh, for days in pain or anything like that. Just some discomfort and tenderness. That said, that discomfort and tenderness lasted quite a long time for me. I don't remember how long, but months later, occasionally I would still feel kind of some of those twinges. As well, any time that I would have experienced quote-unquote blue balls, uh, which is a fairly rare event these days. Uh, it was much worse uh, during those time during that time. Um, that did eventually go away, but it was quite uncomfortable. Also, if we had a lot of sex, like multiple times per day for a couple of days, um, that would get sore as well. But it was also fairly rare. Um, these days, that's not a problem at all. So. Recovery wasn't quite what I expected. I expected a lot of pain at the beginning that quickly healed after a week or two. Instead, I got some discomfort that lasted months. Not enough to make me regret it, but it was just irritating, and some days I wondered if it would be permanent, because I had read that some people, it is. But it wasn't in my case. Eventually, it subsided, and I had no lasting ill effects that I could think of. Has it affected my faith or our relationship? No. Uh... That said, I would highly suggest that you come to terms with that aspect before deciding to go ahead with it. In my pre-vasectomy post, I had a bit of a back and forth with one person who called it uh, a selfish alteration of someone else's creation. Uh, you can read the entire thread if you want. I'll link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, it's not that long, but it basically consisted of him saying he had a vasectomy and then regretted it because he felt 
he violated God's sovereignty. I personally felt no such conviction, but I'm not going to suggest that you simply follow my beliefs. You have to act in accordance with your own beliefs and convictions. Uh, I might write a post later about God's sovereignty, uh, his perfect will versus permissive will, predestination and freedom of choice and all that stuff, but it's a bit of a big topic to handle in this post. But if you have thoughts around that or questions or whatever, and you want to bring them up in the comments on the blog post about how it's a violation of God's will or whatever, please do so. I'm more than willing to have that conversation. All right. So how do you handle the guilt if something goes wrong? Uh, whatever you feel convicted of, I believe that you should be sure that you're both in agreement before the surgery. Because yes, if something should happen to go wrong, it has to have been our decision, not your decision. Uh, that's one of the reasons I booked the appointment myself. I drove myself there. I drove myself back. Uh, I didn't want, frankly, a leg to stand on myself if uh, something went wrong for my brain to try and blame my wife for it just because she was the first one to bring it up. Um, you can't say you made me when you did all the planning, organization, and logistics. I also wanted to mitigate any guilty thoughts she might have if something went wrong. And now you didn't ask this question directly, but I thought I'd answer, you know, how has it affected our sex life? Because that's what most people are kind of curious about. Uh, the answer is not as much as you might think. I mean, we hadn't bought condoms in years already because we were in the baby-making phase of our marriage. We weren't terribly concerned about getting pregnant because pregnancy and breastfeeding worked fairly well as birth control for us, and when they didn't, we were ready for another one. That said, there was a span between the fourth and fifth child where we weren't quite sure yet if we wanted more or were done or what. During those times, yeah, we tracked her cycle and generally followed natural family planning methodologies while we delayed the decision. Then we had a fifth because NFP equals parents, as stated earlier. And our decision was basically made for us. And that worked out really well for us. Uh, so there is a bit of a difference now. We still track her cycle, but more so we can anticipate periods and mood, shi mood shifts and things like that. Also, it's nice not to have to worry about getting pregnant. That way you can just enjoy sex for its recreational and relational aspects. It also makes it hard to tell the difference because the last time we used birth control, other than natural family planning, our marriage was radically different than it is now. Um, there was, that was more than 16 years ago when we first started having kids and we were in a clinically sexless marriage. However, I can imagine that if we were using condoms these days, it, it would be annoying. You know, I don't have want to have to think through all the ways the logistics of wearing one would negatively affect our time together. Um, uh, it's fun to just be spontaneous and to not have to worry about that. We also know from experience that hormonal birth control and my wife are a bad combination. Neither of us would consider that an option again. And lastly, the question people usually want to know is, should I get a vasectomy? And I don't know. You'll have to make up your own decision on that. As I said, make sure your beliefs are in order and aligned with your spouse so that you can make a decision together that doesn't violate your conviction. I would recommend the no scalpel approach as I've heard nothing but good things and had a good experience myself, but I'm not a doctor, so don't take that as medical advice. Do your own research. And yeah, if you keep improving your marriage and sex life, I want to have carefree weekends in terms of birth control where you can have sex a dozen times between Friday night and Monday morning uh, so you can go to work feeling exhausted but exhilarated and connected like never before, or those weeks where you're just seeing how many days in a row that you can go before one of you taps out. I've found a vasectomy works really well for things like that. Uh, 
I hope that answers all your questions. If not, ask in the comments below or you can email me. It's jay at uncoveringintimacy.com. And that's it for now. Stay tuned for March's anonymous question and answers, which should be out hopefully in the next week or two. And well, that's about it. Uh, we're actually house shopping at the moment because we have outgrown our house with all of our five kids who are now becoming adult size. And when we bought this house, we had no kids. Um, so while usually I have lots of plans for things coming up, right now I'm just kind of sitting back and trying to deal with all that mess that it's involved in moving a house. But I do want to get the March questions out before the end of April at least. So yeah, stay tuned for that.